chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. And welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I would give a really long intro, but we had the FA Cup over the weekend. Frankly, everything is awful for two-thirds of the members of this podcast. Manchester United are back on top of the table, which is just the worst. Manchester United fans are going crazy on Twitter. City are, are thriving. And here we are. we got midweek games coming up. I'm Andrew Pissarro. we got the whole crowd back along again for this episode. Alex Moss, Javier Arevalo. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GhostGoalPod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMoss92 and at Javier Rev9. Is, is this and, the first um, time that I'm the most gleeful person on this pod? I think so. <laughs> is this Cheers the first spell. time and, that I'm like, yeah, you know what? Things uh, aren't I mean, looking that bad team, as an Arsenal fan. Your team you know? got knocked out of your favorite competition over the weekend, and yet you're still the this happiest. True. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit <laughs> about that. True. You know what I mean? Welcome to sad boy season on, on the Ghost Gold Podcast. I'm about, I'm about to out sad you all. <laughs> I, I wish I hated I, anything gonna, as much as Liverpool Football Club hated being successful in the month of January. That's all I'll say. We are so fucking bad in the month of January, but Alex, take it away. I don't want to take away from your moment to shine. Well, not really shine. Well, I, but you I told I mean. you so, Alex. I told you that if Frank didn't... Well, you got to announce the news. I mean, we're, we're, all right. I'm just sure it's safe to assume everyone has heard at this point. But... The name of the episode is going to be Frank Lampard Got Sick. Right. Uh, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll be no the judge of that. <laughs> but there's no way they're going to... You didn't believe me a couple weeks ago when I, I was like... If he doesn't I, I win the next two games, he's going to get... We've had a text conversation about this, and I'm I'm telling you, you can go back and listen to the episode. You, you're completely misremembering it. I, I just simply said, this will be a true test of whether Chelsea are fully committed to the idea of having a... Uh, believing in... What's the word I'm looking for? A... The process? A process. Yeah, but that was yeah, naive sure. as fuck. They haven't done that for like so, 20 okay, years. So... I mean, I laid out all in that episode. I can, I can find out which one it was. I think it was two episodes ago. That oh, like right. judge based off past managers for the past fifteen, almost twenty years. Chelsea, we have a culture of moving on from managers when it's just not working. And if there's one thing you could, you could come away from that uh, Leicester game last week, which we didn't get to cover, uh, the result of. But if there's one thing you walk away from that result uh, thinking, it's that. This team is just it just wasn't going in any direction, any direction at all, with the ball, without the ball. The contrast between the beginning of December, hell, even even up till near the end of December when we played Arsenal, we, we had two losses in December before that to Everton and Wolves, but we created chances in those games. We lost both of them, but uh, it, it felt like it was kind of unjust. Whereas ever since we played Arsenal and looked completely listless in that game. Uh, there's just been no direction, and if anything, it's just gotten steadily worse and worse. So it's been a month-long process that's led to this point. 
And it, it just shows you that that it just confirms that that culture is still in place at Chelsea. Now, I, I was I was someone who wanted to believe that that could be turned around because, you know, inevitably you're never going to build anything kind of like the the Sir Alex Ferguson Manchester United dynasty by firing your manager every two years or every year and a half. But if that's not the way we're going to do things, and it doesn't look like it's going to change now at any point, because if Frank Lampard couldn't do it, who could? Then, uh, yeah, I guess I'm all in. All aboard the Tuchel train. All aboard. I'm ready. I, I just did the math. I think we've had as many Chelsea managers as we've done seasons, or I think we're a se- we're, we're one behind. We're on, or is this season five, the pod? I feel like this is season five. And we've had Conte... Yeah. Sorry, Frank, and now Tuchel, which is well. We don't know if it's actually going to be Tuchel, but how crazy would it be if you guys were like, ah, all, all signs are pointing. All signs are pointing to Thomas Tuchel. Every journalist I've, yeah, I trust has been reporting that well, since would, the beginning of January, Chelsea have been looking yeah. for replacements. The beginning of January, so Frank's known this is going to be happening for a while now, and the only thing that could have stopped it was obviously the team turning it around, but. That obviously hasn't happened, and it's uh, it's a tough pill to swallow as a Chelsea fan, but it's just been a rough, let's say, eight days for me. I had a Baltimore Ravens playoff loss last Sunday. I had a Conor McGregor first-ever TKO on Saturday this weekend, and then Monday— That's my fault. And then Monday morning, I woke up to Frank Lampard being sacked. <laughs> the McGregor fight is my fault, Alex. It's the first time I've ever watched the man uh, in MMA before, and uh, so that one's on me. I'm sorry about that. I, I'll, I'll never do that again. So. All right. Well, I will spend all my days when Conor McGregor is going to fight in the future hunting you down and make sure making sure you don't watch— <laughs> Well, you can blame it on the pandemic. I was hanging out with, uh, you know, the normal people that I, the few small crowd that I have that I hang out with, and the only thing they wanted to do was watch the fight. So it was either like not see humans or watch the fight, and I chose watch the fight because I could have human interaction. So um, that's my bad, guys. Um, I guess I mean we're talking Chelsea right now. Let's get right into it. They advance in the FA Cup, but and they now they have to play Wolves, who get William Jose in to play striker for them on loan from uh, Real Sociedad. He's been linked to a bunch of clubs before. It's a loan with an option to buy. He's finally the striker replacement for them with Raúl Jiménez out with that long-term skull injury. How do you feel? How confident do you feel about Chelsea heading into this one? Well, it's all. It's all tough to say because you don't really know who is even going to be picking the team uh, tomorrow. It might be sort of like a behind closed doors, like covert, uh, send a sneaky list by Tuchel. Uh, but he's still pending a uh, negative COVID test before he can come into the country. So it looks like the earliest he would be able to actually manage a game would be the, the Burnley home game on Sunday. But... Uh, I can't say I'm too optimistic because of the, the lack of sort of clarity of who's going to be, you know, establishing the tactics and uh, uh, trying to do the things in training that will turn this team around. Uh, the, the William Jose news is news to me. I did not even know that was a thing. So he's probably going to be starting. That's uh, that's going to be an issue uh, for us, because if N'Golo Kante isn't back, uh, we, we might just fall apart defensively again like we did uh, against against Leicester and against City have been really and shit though the last like how much chemistry are they going to have with the guy coming off his first game in like fresh off the plane and they've been pretty bad lately I feel like this is the type of game that they're playing pretty know. bad when we lost to them too <laughs> that yeah, was like their only win in like eight games for a time there right uh, 
you look at this team and you can just tell how much losing Raul Jimenez has hurt, though. So I, everything that I've read about William Jose is that he could be almost the, have like an Olivier Giroud-esque run with this team. And if he can score goals for them, they're going to bounce right back. I honestly think that uh, Jimenez was just that linchpin that really kind of tied everything together. And if they can score goals, who knows what's going to happen. Um, I, I would say what gives them the best uh, chance against us is like the wounded the wounded deer factor, you know. Uh, I'm sure Burnley will even be thinking we can, you know, frustrate Chelsea and get something out of that game on Sunday. So uh, no game right now is uh, an easy win for us. We're playing that badly. Uh, the hope is that we can get Tuchel in in time to try and get get some attacking output out of mainly Timo Werner and uh, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz hasn't even had like a good run of form yet this season. And those are the two like big attacking signings that we that we made in the summer. Um, and then Holistic hopefully at Dortmund, right? I, yeah, that's where I was going to go next. It, it's kind of uh, let's just say Christian Pulisic is lucky that Timo Werner and Kai Havertz have uh, been on as bad of runs of form as they have been because he's come back from an injury at the end of December and he's not been injured. He's been healthy the past month and every game he's played, he's had moments where he's looked good and he's looked like he's getting back into form, but then he just misses just the basic chances that you, you should be putting away. If he just doesn't have the confidence to at the moment. So uh, that's another one that, that if they can get the two of those three players firing even, then we're right back in it for uh, a top four conversation. I still believe top four is a is a is a goal. You look at the schedule. There's a million games left this season. It's it's late January, but in terms of the fixtures, there's still it's still like early January. Just because the schedule's been pushed back, I mean, like the season's ending at the end of May this year instead of like May fifth. So. Uh, yeah, we got a late start. What, too. what we, team? We what team in the current top four right now are you going to finish above? I mean, the the hope is that Leicester fall apart again, and you know, with Vardy out for the next few weeks, you know, you can cross your fingers. Also, just in general, the way this season's gone, you know, we were all saying like making jokes about Arsenal being in a relegation struggle in the middle of December. Uh, and yeah, obviously that hasn't lasted. We're making jokes about, or we're. I was talking about Chelsea being like like possibly title contenders in November if they had beaten Tottenham and that's obviously been flipped on its head things can change uh, we've, we've, had, Fernandez, we've had different uh, versions of this conversation a million times with a million different teams this season and then things have gone the complete opposite way like the Liverpool 7-0 win over Crystal Palace where we were all right. thinking okay yeah, I back. cursed Liverpool I completely yeah you fucking asshole <laughs> they like haven't like won a game since I said that they have, I don't think they've scored a Premier League goal since that game I'm sure you have. It's uh, that game was it, like early no, January. I, I we haven't scored in the Premier League in like since four that games. Game. There's like, been more than four games, right? <laughs> I honestly I mean, don't know. Scored, I'm talking out of my ass. They've scored in the FA Cup. They've scored in the FA Cup, but they have not scored in the Premier League. Hang on, I'm pulling it up right now. But I'm pretty sure it's the, it's the Palace game was the last time that they scored in in the league. Yeah. Th- hey, I'm, no, I no, got to no, no. thank you West by the Brom, way. The game I got to thank you. West thank Brom, you so the, much the for uh, right. saving us from the embarrassment of being the only, you know, top 6 side being beaten by Burnley. You know, thank you for Yeah, that fucking sucks. Thanks that for joining us in the getting beaten by Burnley gang cuz that fucking Yeah, but sucks. here's the thing, Javier. Here's the thing. It only took us losing Joel Matip, Joe Gomez, and Diego Jota, Virgil van Dijk, all to injury for that to happen. So there's like hope for us to like turn it around once, you know, we don't have the spine of our team, you know, uh, unavailable for Arsenal. 
is that hope really like is that going to flip around? Well, I mean, right? Is, is all well? We're not, we're not talking about Arsenal yet, but I'm just saying for for Liverpool, I I I've never expected all these results to come and. Yeah, you've had a few injuries, but you've still had like your big game players that just haven't been showing up. You're not mentioning like well, Salah's not showing up, Mane's not showing up. Um, I think too the I, I think Salah played very well against Manchester United, which gives me a, an ounce of hope, but not a lot for to, for the Tottenham game. But the thing that you can tell we miss so much, and yes, he's on the field, but not having Fabinho at the base of midfield is just fucking up absolutely everything. I mean, Alex compared him last season to a Dyson, where it's like we lost, you know, we lost possession, and it was getting. We were grabbing possession again before you got to, you know, to our 18-yard box. And now he's not playing that high up the pitch. And you're missing him. Henderson's been in and out of the team of late. And, I, you know, Milner can still do do the job. But it's like, you know, fine Fabinho's out there, but he's not being – he's not doing the normal thing he would do. And it's and Tiago's a very good player, but he's not – I'd rather have Tiago playing slightly in front of Fabinho or have them playing a 4-2-3-1 rather than this, you know, singular holding midfielder. And it's just, you can tell how much... And Alex was talking about this a minute ago. Like, the injury crisis that Liverpool has had right now could happen to any team. Like, Manchester United loses Bruno Fernandes. What happens to this team, in all honesty? And we're about to find out with, like I said, Leicester and Vardy and uh, Manchester City with Kevin De Bruyne, who's going to be out for a couple weeks. 100%. Right. So it's like... This is, and this is one of those years where like the schedule is going to be unrelenting unless there's a major breakout of COVID where they decide to take off two or three weeks. But they don't have two or three weeks to take off because they have to get the Euros in this summer. So they're they're going to play play these games as much as humanly possible. It's similar to like the way the NFL did, where it's like they played game on Tuesday, they played extra games on Monday. They're going to do whatever they have to do, and it's just going to you know it's kind of going to be whoever's standing in may is i really think who's going to win the title the united fans can have all the fun they want in january you don't you know you're not crowned champions in january well unless you're liverpool but that's just the reality and i i, I don't know what liverpool needs to do i don't know if it's going and burying soccer balls in their backyard what like the we've been so freaking close in some of these games but the reality is just like it, the performance hasn't been good enough Reese Williams is not good enough. Nat Phillips isn't good enough. And ownership saying we didn't have the money. We're worried about the long-term effects. We're not going to go out and spend. I'm at the point where it's like, can we just go sign Socrates? Like Arsenal let Socrates go on a free contract. And it's like, can we sign him for six months and see if like that's how desperate I am right now for a central defender. That's a, that is a very dangerous place to be at. That I I actively want my team to go and sign Socrates to play on a regular basis. It's awful. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the worst move, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, no. I don't think he's going to take a six-month contract. Do you want to just jump to the, the, the Tottenham-Liverpool game? Because that's obviously the, the biggest game of this like whole midweek slate. Uh, yeah, it's Thursday, 3 o'clock. We have to go to Tottenham, who we had a very close game a few weeks. Or what was that? Like That was mid-December when yeah. Tottenham were top of the table. And we finally took them down. And, and frankly, I think if Jose plays that same that same style of game, especially with our lack of finishing, I know Firmino had two assists and play. I thought played better against Manchester United on Sunday. They're they're going to beat us. Like I, I honestly, like, and how often have I said that in the last year and a half? Not that often, but it looks like especially like, I, I'm, at home they yeah, kinda, the the city's performance earlier this year they could just they could just shut it down and score once maybe twice and win I, that way. Yeah, I. I, um, 
I mean, I had the under in the Liverpool Burnley game, which sucked. I mean, I had under two and a half goals. It hit. It was should it was an automatic lock. I thought we would have scored the one goal, but I, I don't see how we beat Tottenham right now. I genuinely don't. And we struggled massively against the counterattack against Manchester United over the weekend. I already have money in on Harry Kane to score. It's a plus one twenty five. That seems like it's like him or Son are gonna do it to us, but I think it's gonna be Kane. I don't know what lineup Klopp's gonna run out there. I think Matip might be back just because he didn't play in the Manchester United game in the FA Cup. But I'm not confident and and frankly, if we had a different right back besides Nico Williams, I'd probably give Trent a rest because he he's been I'm not gonna say dog shit, but pretty damn close. Like he can't he can't seem to cross the ball in like he usually could. And I don't know if it's just he's played a shit ton of games and is his dog tired, but do you think it's I, I think personally it's got more to do with Henderson uh not being in the team as often. Well Henderson he and played, Van Dyke. I was gonna say like not having well, Van, Van Dyke next to you. Like but having Henderson's like a, the like one a, like who a, drops a, in. No, but Alex is Alex is Alex points exactly right. In the four three three that they would typically play last season, you'd have Fabinho at the base, and you'd have Henderson who kind of played on that right midfield side, and he would cover for Trent when he would bomb up the wing. And when Henderson's been out of the side, it really does affect. It's a massive gap that other teams can attack us in. And Trent, you know, we know what Trent is. He's really a wing back. He's not a fullback. I mean, naturally, he's a midfielder, just like Kimmich. It was, you know. He can play right back, get him in the get him in the side, but he leaves a lot back there, and so he's never going to be the best defensive right back in the in the league. And then I've said that before, but he hasn't even been able to throw the crosses in like he normally would. Like I had, I put a future on him to lead the league in assists, and he's doing he's playing absolutely a shell of himself. I mean, he's not the only one, but I think if there's any hope that Liverpool have to get a result in this game, it's a draw. But I just want to see them score a goal. Like that's the only goal I want. Which is that's the only accomplishment I have positives from the game is ending this goalless drought. And I think Salah is a big enough game player to get one. But I don't think they have enough to win. A win would be massive. I, I don't know if it's going to happen this week. Yeah, this just kind of feels like a game where Tottenham win it, and all of their fans and the general media just overreact and start saying like. Are Tottenham back in as locks for the top four? Like, I mean, I'm not trying to shit then, on Liverpool, but, at the moment, will, but right now is when you would want to play Liverpool or Chelsea. You would just want to play yeah. these two teams. Honestly, right now. if if we had to play each other, Alex, I don't think we'd win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm like not kidding. I don't know. I'm if not we're kidding. That That's bad. how you heard that we're, we're, the, we're the antidote to every run of bad form. Yeah. Chelsea will Chelsea will we get just you back on track. Don't worry about that. Right. That's their job. But unfortunately for you, you don't play us until very late in the season. So I know. I know. Um so yeah, everything sucks. Play the kids. I'm at the point where it's like, can we cancel Harvey Elliott's loan? And bring him back. He's balling out at Blackburn. Just are, bring him back. Are you worried about top four at all? I'm not because of everything that I just said. That I think exactly like, I think as long as we can one of these games turn things around and stop this free fall, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I still think that other teams are going to suffer in the same way that we have. We just got our suffering out early is really what's happening. Yeah, I, I, and, that's how I'm choosing to think about it, too. And that's my thought process. Like the other thing, too, that I'm like counting the days down, like I'm counting the, like I'm like a festival kid right now where it's like, you know, the ravers and how they have like the countdown on their their iPhone where it's like I'm aware 40 days. Yeah, you know, forty days till end of the world festival or whatever. That's me with Diego. Jesus, what festivals are you right going now. to? The end of the world festival. 
That's the one I want to go to right now, oh, Alex. <laughs> right. They, We're living it. Um, <laughs> yeah, once we get Diego Jota back, I honestly think things... It's going to be a massive lift for us because you can rotate the front three a little bit. Shakiri seems like he's playing. Sell Divacarigi. I'm. I love him for what he has done, but I am so done with seeing Divacarigi come on H- to the him last. Him and Shakiri. Him and Shakiri have been pretty lackluster. Shakiri's been okay. I'm. I. I can't say anything bad about Shakiri. Divacarigi and Ox. Let him go at the end of the year. Sell them both. I don't care who wants them. Sell them the MLS. Sell them to the Saudi Arabian League. I don't care. They are not going to I help us one, win. The anymore. one one we haven't talked about yet, who I think I, I kind of want to highlight, who's had a big dip in form, is Wijnaldum. Like I know that there were rumors that he wanted to like kind of leave maybe in the summer, and it feels like this season he, he didn't start the season off badly, but in the last like two months he's been pretty shit as well. And he's one that like he's a leader in the team, and he like it's probably like a, a like. Everyone's playing badly right now, or not as well as usual. But like, he's another one who's I think dropped a lot. Well, I think too, you see him play for the Dutch team, and then you see him play for us, and it's two different asks of what Klopp asks him to do. I don't want him to leave, but I could go either way at this point. Wouldn't you? I feel like with him, you could, if you have money, you could just spend some big money on on that position. And there, get someone I mean, really they've good. been linked to it already. There's, there's. Um, I hear Paul Pogba's available. There's a. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, there's some kid from Brighton who we've been linked to. They've been linked to Renato Sanchez. I think they're going to let Genie walk, honestly. Um, and, and cause he's on a free and he's, and frankly, like if he leaves, I'm, he wants a four year deal from what I've heard. The club's been willing to offer a three. And that's also why he hasn't gone to Barcelona just yet. It's the same issue is, is how long, like he wants a four year deal and he's 30 and his, pretty you know pretty tired legs at this point you know i wouldn't say he's super old or anything but you know the man's run a lot so i i wouldn't want to sign him to a four-year high contract deal either uh i i think he's gonna leave at the end of the year but he's been a faithful servant and i mean scored against barcelona in that champions league game he and he always seems to score in big champions league game moments for us so i'm not ready to kind of punt on him also but. he's probably been one of the few liverpool players who's stayed pretty healthy the whole season so you know that That's on top true. of I mean, he may not be having his he's best like season. Third, but. He's fourth captain too, which means he's third captain because Van Dyke is f- third. So he's a, he's a voice in the locker room. So I wouldn't want him to leave in the middle of the season. But I I am coming to grips with I think there's going to be there's going to be major change to this roster in the off season, and it's going to be interesting to see who comes in and who goes out. And um, I mean. We've we're, we've been talking about Liverpool for ten minutes. I want to move on from them, but we haven't mentioned Naby Keita once, which I think is unsurprising. Another guy who can't seem to stay healthy, and I'm not gonna. I, I think if you got the right offer for him to move on, I, I think you might have to. All right, uh, let's. I guess let's finish the ghost goal trifecta. Uh, Southampton and Arsenal play on Tuesday afternoon. Southampton knocking Arsenal out of the FA Cup. Javier, how do you feel about Arsenal heading into this game? Uh, good odds on both teams. I consider Honestly, taking Southampton to trade up. Pretty confident for a couple of reasons. First of all, we played our pretty much our second team uh, in that Southampton. We had we had maybe three or four first team players, but the big big ass we didn't have our left and right back. We didn't have our first choice front line um, or midfield starting. So 
I think there's going to be a very, very different lineup on Tuesday. You're going to see, obviously, Bayardy and Tierney start, who both didn't start that game. Um, you're Bayerian also going started. to see uh, Thomas Partey. Oh, no. Bayerian started, yeah. And then as well as Aubameyang, Lacazette, Smithrow, and Saka, all starting in you know more advanced positions. I guess Saka did play, but... Uh, Southampton played their full squad. I, I don't take that much from the FA Cup game, other than in the second half we did improve a lot. And we were able to have a lot of possession against Southampton, who typically, when we've played them in the last couple of seasons, they've been able to kind of go even with us possession-wise, maybe us having a tiny they bit more. They the dick off you, though. But, you guys were... You had, like, four of your five but, like preferred players at the in, in the back, Leno holding... Gabriel and Bellerin, and then Suarez at left back. Gab- Gabriel's not. You really Gabriel's don't think Gabriel is one of your starting center backs at this point? Well, no, he is. He is. Yeah. He Gabriel is, and Holding just, are probably your two best center backs. Yes. Probably. probably. Bellerin up for debate, but he's been playing a lot, and so you can't say he's not a starter yet. Those players, uh, I mean, obviously they didn't have Partey in front of them for most of the game uh, that sort of help with getting the ball out from the back, but. Southampton pressed like aggressively high on you guys and got a lot of good chances off of it. But you saw a big you saw a big improvement in the second half, and that's what makes me think like the players are going to have very fresh in their minds how to play against this team. And our system started working a lot better in the second half. So I think that this game will kind of be a continuation of that second half, especially because the players coming into the side that we're missing are going to make a big big difference in this game. You know, especially Tierney. He's the one who will completely change the, the look of that back line. And Thomas Partey, like you said. So I think between those two players, there's going to be a, a, a big change in what the, the way the team looks. And then same thing with our front line. I mean, having, having Eddie and Ketien Williams starting. I'm so sorry, but we were playing with 10 players. William played the whole game. So like with no Williams starting, Smith Rowe starting, they're not going to be able to press us like that. We're not going to have some player who just like every time he gets the ball, he like does a little shimmy to himself and then passes backwards to the center back when he's playing ten. We're going to have a ten who's going to be running at them, you know, making their defenders and midfielders backpedal and tiring them out, which is what I want for my attacking midfielder, like someone who can play defensive and attack the the opposing team and make the the, the opposing defenders and midfielders have to drop back, have to not be able to press as high up the field. Like All of that is a huge difference in what the team is with our best players, which are our best players right now. And so like, and the FA Cup, it's clear that it's not a priority for us this season. We, we've won it four times in the last like six years. It's not the, the end-all, be-all for us. At this point, nobody really gives a shit if we win it again. So we just... We, I think the, the more like important thing for Arteta this year is continuing developing the team and who's going to be there for next season and you know winning Europa League and like getting a decent if you if we can get a decent league finish not obviously not give up in the league but like I think Europa should be the priority obviously United and Tottenham are in it so it's not going to be easy but I, I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal for the Southampton game all right well that would hit the over two and a half goals which I took uh at plus 122 Southampton are plus 250 and Arsenal are plus 115 that's all over on uh FanDuel um Oh, so Arsenal are the favorites. Yeah, they are your favorites. Um, the betters, know, the bet, the bet, betties, betors know something. Know uh, well, something. That, that would be the bookies. But um, Aubameyang missed out. Personal matter. I haven't read anything that he's like officially back. If he doesn't play, are you were are you are you less confident, or do you think that they should still handle it regardless? I mean, as long as William isn't playing, I think that he, Nico Pepe hasn't 
really gotten that much game time with Emil Smith-Rowe and just the spaces that he creates, the runs he makes, the way that he plays, he, you know, him and Saka have just been bossing that front line and creating chances. And Lacazette's a very good link-up player. Like Aubameyang, when he plays up top, he just makes he makes amazing runs in behind. He, you know, he pressures the, the opposing backline and keeper. But he's not the best player in link-up, you know. And Lacazette playing with those kids has just been really effective. And I think someone like like Pepe could still, you know, play into that and and be a be a presence. So I think he also gives you a lot of the things Aubameyang does. And yeah, I don't I don't think Oba hasn't been on great form. I know he got a brace in the last game against Newcastle, um, but I don't take that much stock into that. Newcastle are on relegation form right now and really dreadful. So. Yeah, Newcastle. Um, um, Newcastle have a we got, you know, immovable object and uh, you know what is it? Unstoppable object moving unstoppable for, force. Unstoppable force. Leeds versus Newcastle. I know Leeds piped them last time, but Leeds haven't scored in a league game in a long time. I was looking at goal props for them in that game and decided to go against it because Leeds have been absolute shit at finishing. Um, so that's 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 on Tuesday as well. Same time as uh, right before the Arsenal game, Crystal Palace and West Ham. I think that's a sneaky decent game. Uh, Wilfred Zaha back for Palace. I still think West Ham can. Mikel Antonio back for West Ham and banging in goals and yep. West Ham shouldering the shit straight. out of West Ham won four straight. They're trying to win like the their fifth straight. I think it's like the first time. It's like. A long time. I think it might have been 2008. I don't remember if I, I was reading stats on that again. Um, I took over two and a half in that game as well. And then the other game going on is Moyes a good Premier League manager, guys? Yeah, I would Are we say just so. Gonna have to say he is. I would say he's been I, I mean, pretty good in the league. I think. Yeah. It depends on what your expectations are. If you're a club like Manchester United, maybe not. If you're a club like West Ham or Everton, who are, you know, if you scrap getting into the to the Europa League on a lower budget than all the other big teams, I'd say yes. But is he gonna go win you the league? I don't think so. Yeah, but obviously that's not the expectation. That's not the step up for them. No one's gonna do a Leicester, right? I don't think for a long time ever not again. Not even Leicester. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe maybe not Leicester. Even Leicester. <laughs> They're two points um, off the top. And then the no? last. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe the la- the last uh, decent game from Tuesday. West Brom taking on Manchester City at home. This is no Kevin De Bruyne for Manchester City. Do we think no KDB being there is going to? Stymie the Manchester City attack. I don't. I think they're kind of cruising I right think, now. I think Gundogan and, and Bernardo Silva hitting form on time is is gonna probably maybe like be able to let them see see them. Also, their defense is just amazing. I think they mm-hmm. conceded one goal in the last six or seven games. I know De Bruyne has still does have an effect on that, but I feel like they'll they won't be as lethal offensively. But I they'll be able to keep possession the same. And I would flirt with the just, under in that game. I'm just, let me let me see what what the under two and a half goals is at plus one sixty two. I would flirt with that. I, I think that's a decent little bet there. I think may, Manchester City maybe only win two nil or one nil. You know what I mean? Where they're clearly in control, but not able to fire as many home. Yeah. Also, like the fixture list is still absolutely hectic. I think it's three games a week. I guess weekends, uh, midweek and weekends for the next like three to four weeks, and then there's obviously Champions League on the horizon. So uh, it's probably. A good sign for Manchester City that they can sort of manage games a little, a little bit better this year uh, with with a better defense and a bit more solidity where they don't have to go for three or four goals. They can kind of rest on their laurels a little bit more. It's still risky, but they can kind of pull it off a bit more this year than they maybe could in past. Yep. All right. couple games on Wednesday to look to. 
Aston Villa Burnley is uh, none of us are going to watch that. I'll be honest with you. Or, or are you going to watch that, Alex? Are you are you excited to watch Villa in that one? Seeing no, as it's on at the same, the same time, time as Chelsea Wolves, I can't imagine I'll be watching Burnley Aston Villa. Uh, Brighton Hove against Fulham, a relegation six pointer. Uh, anybody anybody feeling peckish about that? I'm definitely not watching it, but uh, could be goals. Brighton going to get the a, win. Could be a good amount of goals. Yeah, but I, Fulham, I think Fulham could win it. Yeah, uh, Fulham playing well, and then. I honestly think this might be the best game of the week of the midweek. I think it's going to be better than Liverpool Spurs. Everton playing host of Leicester City. Leicester without Jamie Vardy, who had a hernia surgery, is going to be out for a little while. Everton have uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin back, and Everton. I was looking at it, Everton have had the better of the matchups of late. They won earlier in the year two nil back in mid December. They won the game in July two one. And the game back in December of 2019, Leicester won. But Everton have had success in this fixture. Uh, this is a major game for Carlo. To I mean, Everton are on 32 points. They're six. They are only four points behind Liverpool in the top four. Six points. If Everton six points get, off Leicester in third. Yeah, six points off Leicester. If they get a win here, that's a massive result for them. What do you guys think about this game? Do you think Leicester can get a win without Jamie Vardy? Yeah, because Madison has really turned his form up in the the past few weeks. He, he took a, a month or two yeah, to, but, you know, come back from that injury while you know playing himself into form. But now he's him and Harvey Barnes, especially. They're both just uh, they were they were the ones providing most of the goal threat, even when Vardy was still healthy before the injury. Vardy had kind of been uh, a little cold there for a few weeks, so. It's never a good thing to lose. Is Calvert Lewin back? Calvert Lewin's back. Yeah, he played and I think scored in the FA Cup game uh, over the weekend against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, it's a huge clash. Richarlison's back as well. I think we mentioned that in previous pods. Uh, so they're Everton were getting results without a lot of their star uh, goal scorers, but now they're all back. So it, it's perfectly set up for Everton to get a win that really p- pushes them into the top four conversation. Um, but I wouldn't count Leicester out just yet. Uh, I mean, I don't think Iosi Perez is a, is a great replacement or Iheanacho is a great replacement. But if uh, someone can just sort of make up the, the, the hard work that Jamie Vardy puts in at the, t- at the top for them, then I think those players in Madison and uh, and Barnes can kind of make up for the goal threat uh, behind them. They, they looked excellent last week against us. We obviously, Chelsea, we were terrible. But they just cut through us like a knife through butter uh, a lot of times. And it could have been and probably should have been three or four nil against us. So um, they're doing well, well. I'll say this. I bet on Leicester a couple hours ago, and it's already dropped. They were plus 160, and they're already this already dropped. Everton are plus 180. And the over two and a half goals is only at plus 100 right now, which is uh, I, if usually to get a good over, you're going to three and a half. That When I can get over two and a half goals... I pounce on that, especially for a game like this. I really think this could end two one or yeah. I would just I don't know. I, don't I think would just apply the same thing I said about City with the fixture congestion to uh, some of these other teams. That I, I may be completely wrong. There may be a goal fest. I don't know, but it, it would seem natural to me that with a lot of games coming thick and fast, that uh, some teams are you know going to be a bit more cautious in some of these games and not try to like run themselves into the ground trying to score three or four. So. Yeah, but the two and a half could certainly uh, over two and a half could hit. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to say one one. I think say one. I think it's two one Leicester. Uh, Manchester United Sheffield. This. Uh, yeah, I think that's United. <laughs> yeah. Well. Which one? 
There's only one United. Well, United like Newcastle. There, there, are fans, um, there are fans of West Ham, Newcastle, Leeds, and Sheffield who are all very upset with you right now. <laughs> and DC. Right, Don't forget sure. the MLS. <laughs> but I think 2-0 United. 2-0 United for that. Yeah, I... I I don't really think there's much we need to say. They're they're just absolutely humming on form right now and scoring goals. But um, yeah, you never know. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen in this game at home. Uh, so I'm not sure if Javier has seen the tweet about this. I know Alex did, but I'm going to be launching something new on the podcast, most likely once we get through Super Bowl. But I've been doing the videos about the with the gambling picks every week, and I've been having a lot of fun doing that. And I'm getting, I wouldn't say a ton of reaction to it on, on social, but... Enough so that uh, I, I'm going to start doing a mini episode of the podcast that I will be taping myself and a guest every Thursday evening, maybe Wednesday evening, depending on the game fixture list and my personal schedule at work. But it'll be less than 10 minutes. Myself and a guest will hop on for a few minutes. We're going to give you four or five picks. I think it's. I think what we're looking at is four picks. We'll have whatever the biggest game of the week is in England. We'll both have to make a pick from that game. And then... The other three picks, you can go wherever you want. If you want to go MLS that weekend, if you want to go, uh, you know, into Spain or, or or Germany, wherever. I'm just trying to find some. I have I actually have like ten people lined up ready that I've already spoken to about hopping on. So um, I'm gonna start filtering in some people to come on the pod real quick. If you're betting on soccer on a regular basis and want to be a part of it, uh, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Andrew Pissarro. But uh, as you guys have kind of noticed, we've been doing uh, myself in particular, been doing a lot of, of the of gambling content on the show, and I want to keep that going. And uh, I'd like to expand a little bit more than just the one minute videos I'm putting out every week. So that's the goal. And um, so I haven't I haven't come up with a name yet. I'm probably going to uh, buy a large bottle of liquor in the near future and try to get really drunk and come up with something creative that's not just the ghost goal gambling corner. Um, so uh, you know, if anybody thinks of anything cool. Let me know, but that's that's the only really news I have. Is like I said, we're we're gonna continue diving into that. I'm sure Alex or Javier will hop on for one of the episodes. Sure, but, let me know um, whenever. Short, sweet. I want I want something that's like ideally eight minutes. That that you know, if you don't have the time to listen to every pod, but you're trying to figure out what to bet over the weekend, or your friends trying to find out what to bet in soccer, something that if you're listening to even on. At one and a half speed, you're over and done with in five minutes, and you know exactly what to bet this weekend or what not to bet based on how mush we are of late. But uh, those will be coming soon, so look out for that. And uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Passaro at ASMOS92 at JavierF9 and at Ghost Pod. And until next time, see ya.